Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Our next question, however, is I am in Makkah and my hotel is in very close proximity to the haram. As a female, can I pray with the jamaat from my room? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Marf, we don't know what really happened. There were some gremlins, but we back on air with the help and mercy of Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala. وَدَخِلْنَا فِي رَحْمَتِكْ وَأَنْتَ رَحَمُ رَحِمِينَ We apologize for that. Inshallah, we'll continue right till 3.30. We won't take the break at 3 o'clock. So we'll continue till 3.30, inshallah, aziz once you are in Makkah Mukarramah in any of the hotels even be it be the nearest hotel then you cannot follow the imam from the hotel there you ladies you must read your salat individually there in the room and you'll get much more reward the hadith is mentioned in the in the must remember that is in Tarheeb and Tarheeb by Allama Munziri Rahimahullah Allama Munziri's book at Tarheeb or Tarheeb and she the reporter is Umme Humaid Asaidiya and remember she states that I came to the master alayhi salatu salam and asked Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Masjid Nabawi I want to read salat behind you O Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said no you read salat in your house you'll get more reward and read at the back of your house then you'll get even more and right at the back you'll get maximum optimum reward this is Sahih Hadith and Tarheeb with Tarheeb even Sheikh Albani Rahimahullah said is Sahih so for you sisters and so forth even for the men you cannot you must remember read Salat in your hotel room and you say you're following the Imam some people just switch on the TV and they say they're following the Imam all this is haram and not permissible you can't do that yes if the crowd is very very big and then certain big hotels they have the musallas and so forth and so on their third floor fourth floor whichever floor and then if the sufuf and the rows are carrying on outside the haram and right past your hotel and so forth and then you follow like Ramadan time Hajj time or Jumu'ah nowadays so then it will be permissible but for you ladies we will never advise that for you ladies at all times we will tell you you must read your salat individually they in the hotel room and not follow the imam from the room Yes, you are inside the Haram Sharif. You went for Tawaf and so forth. And then it was Salat time. And then you follow the Imam. Then your Salat is valid. There's no problem with that. Likewise, the ladies who read Jumma Salat behind the Imam. So we don't encourage it. We say you must read in your room. So you read you read your Jumma Salat. Then you don't have to read Zohar Salat. That's totally wrong, whoever told you. I received some questions like that. Once you read Jumma Salat behind and the imam then zohar salat is sakit and falls away if a person falls asleep against something with his back and head for example and his buttocks is firm on a surface so much so no wind can pass does he have to make wudu when he awakens 
when that person now you are for example in the masjid right you know the imam the maulana delivered a lullaby khutbah he put you to sleep sometimes it happens like that oh that person even a good lecture but yet he's not interested so he's leaning against the pillar leaning against the wall but it's a firm surface so then your salat is valid so then the khutbah time you woke up from your slumber and you're snoozing or whatever your 40 winks and then you read your jumma salat or whichever salat so remember your salat will be valid no problem with that because sleeping itself does not break sleeping is a cause for khurujeri for the wind coming out from the back passage but in this case here yeah, it is propped up basically so therefore remember it will not break you must remember and it will be fine and your huzu is valid and your namaz your salat also is valid does one have to give a comma when performing fard salah at home Remember, if you are reading with your wife, your children, for example, you're in a farm, and now you give adhan, you give ikama, everything, you, the men, must do that, not the women. Or, for example, you overslept further time. So in a case like that, what must you do? Then you must go and you must remember that. Then you read the salat there. Not every day. This is now you overslept. So you give adhan if you're far from the masjid. If you can hear the adhan, then the hadith teaches us, adhanul hayyi yakfina. The adhan of the district of the area will suffice for us. And then you just give iqama and then you lead the salat and so forth. So that is what we must realize. How does one respond to someone that tells you Merry Christmas? Remember that you how much you respond for people who tell you Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas and so forth. You know, we back on A and I want to give one story. I went to the bakery, so that guy at the bakery knows me well, Muslim guy. So he tell me, Hey he come here I want to tell you a story. He say one guy who walked in here in the shop and he was a simple guy. So he said that I told my son or whatever, I don't know who, that you know there's a Father Christmas and a Merry Christmas. So he thought that Merry Mary is the wife of Father Christmas, like, you know. So that is just on the lighter side anyway. So all this Father Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Xmas, all haram in Islam. Sayyidina Umar's fatwa, you heard just now, Ijtanibu a'ada Allahi fi idihim. Stay far, far away from the enemies of all Allah during their non-Muslim celebrations, whether it is their Diwali, whether it is their Christmas, whether it is their New Year, whether it is their Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year so all that we got nothing to do with it they continue is their business remember is their cult is their religion but we cannot do so if a non-Muslim tells you Happy Christmas Happy New Year so what must you respond you must say Yehadi Kumullah may Allah or may the Almighty guide you you see the Jutlas, the Jews, they're not crooked from today, majority of them. They're crooked and so forth from time of Nabi Musa, Prophet Moses, Moshi, peace be upon him, Nabi Musa, alayhi salam's time. So you see in time of Nabi Muhammad, Mustafa, Rasulullah, sallallahu time, that when the Master, alayhi salatu salam, would hear the Muslim sneeze, say Alhamdulillah, then he, the Master, alayhi salam, would say, Yarhamuk Allah, may Allah have mercy on you. So the Jutla, the Jew would come deliberately intentionally and who then sneeze in the presence of the Master 
salam in Medina Munawwara and loudly will say Alhamdulillah anticipating that the master salam will say Alhamdulillah Allah have mercy on you but remember nothing of that sort happened then remember it was told to them that Yahdikumullah Allah guide you so we also you mustn't say Happy Christmas Happy New Year you must say may Almighty guide you or may Almighty Allah guide you to the truth so words like that we must teach them what they are doing is totally wrong your, 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 your Christmas is cooked Jesus was never ever born on this day yeah, was born the Milad Mubarak took place in summer your calendar is cooked up also remember that you say today is 24th December but death means 10 Nov means 9 and Oct means 8 September 7 means 7 so your new year was 1st of March not 1st of January so everything of the western culture is cooked up and so forth and so on so therefore we must never imitate Take them in anything. Was Subay ibn Qais a Sahabi? So you must remember who's Sahabi, who's not Sahabi. You must remember, you must go read the book Al Isaba fi Tamizi Sahaba of Hafiz ibn Hajar rahimahullah. And then he will tell you that who's Sahabi, who's not Sahabi. Sometimes there's difference of opinion and so forth. Now, in our next question, what is the amount for each fast the deceased person misses? Remember when a person is a Muslim and he and she or he or she fasting was compulsory upon them, but for some reason they could not fast. The Quran Sharif addresses this issue, Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verses 184, 185 and so forth. So Almighty Allah says, That those people who don't have the taqat, the strength, you must remember to fast, so then they must pay fidya they must pay a compensation what is the compensation is two US dollars you must remember easy way to remember so we will say 35 rand plus minus in our South African currency per fast you must pay so let's say a person must stand fast and he or she passed away so in that case there you pay 350 rand and you give that out to poor Muslims only not to a non-Muslim must be to Muslim and poor poor Muslims who are very very poor and destitute. Second one will be can you the A the family member fast on the on behalf of the deceased person the hadith is mentioned in Bulughul Maram and in Mishkat Sharif and various compilations Man Mata wa and the person passed away whilst he or she has fasting and so forth so the A of that person the son daughter and so forth nowadays for example to tomorrow, this week, you want to fast on behalf of your father, mother who passed away. So the Shafis, Hanbalis and them, they allow it but the Hanafis say not permissible. Nobody allows Salat to be read on behalf of people who must Salat. So similarly, Hanafis say you can't do that in Siyam also in fasting. Anyway, there's an academic discussion and I gave you Shafis, Hanbalis say permissible but Hanafi say no you just pay the payment and then that will suffice is it true that Samiri used the sand of Jibrail to make the calf come to life 
all mighty Allah Jalla Wala speaks of Samiri in the noble Quran so if you open the noble Quran you will find it there and all mighty Allah teaches us you must remember these two communities the Jews and the Jutlas and the Hindus they love the cow you must remember this this is enshrined in the noble Quran all the references I'll highlight for you now so all mighty Allah Jalla teaches us about Samiri in the noble Quran in various places you read Surah Taha, chapter number 20, and verses number 95, and right on it goes till 100, 101, and so forth. So you must say till 98, 99, and so forth. So Samiri. So the Samiri was the person who made the golden calf. So when Nabi Musa salam, asked him, Fama khatbukaya Samiri, chapter 20, verse 95, what's your story? He said, Basur to be malam yabsurubi. I saw things what other people couldn't see. فَقَبَذْتُ قَبَذَةً مِّنْ أَثَرِ الرَّسُولِ So when Jibreel والسلام, came down, so then there was some relics, some remnants left there. So I took that for the بَذْتُهَا and then I threw it and then it became into that calf and so forth. وَكَذَلِكَ سَوَّلَتْ لِي نَفْسِي This is how my own nafs, my own desires and so forth beautified all these vices for me and so forth. Chapter 20 verse number 95, 96 and it goes on the punishment for him that he now had to feel all that nobody could touch him and so forth. As far as the Jews and the Hindus you see even today they love the cow and so forth. All Mighty Allah teaches us So the love of the cow have been placed in the inner recesses of their hearts. You know in India if you are traveling and a cow comes in front of you you can't be hooting and blowing your horn and your hooter they will uh, will riot there so surah 2 chapter 2 verse number 93 and you know the jutlas quran says bakaratun safra so about the story of the yellow cow and so forth surah 2 and verse number 69 and 68 69 70 so the jutlas the haramis the super terrorists are waiting for bakaratun hamra for a red red cow to come they even trying to engineer it and so forth and so on and then they say Allah forbid aliyazubillah they will demolish the qubbatul sakhra the dome of the rock what they call Temple Mount and then they want to start building the Temple of Solomon so this is all according to Judaism but before they can do all that inshallah inshallah Aziz Hamas will sort them out and send them to hell and gone inshallah as you heard now in the starting 12 Israeli soldiers dispatched to hell 36 of them injured and wounded but that's all their figures the figures are much more Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Can a woman wear jewelry whilst in ihram? Yes, you can wear a watch. A lady can wear jewelry. She wears, for example, a chain. Or, for example, she wears bangles and so forth. Totally permissible. A lady cannot wear gloves while she is in ihram. Hadith in Bukhari Sharif. So a lady in ihram, in the state of consecration, must not wear gloves. Not permissible. And you ladies, even in ihram, we will encourage you. You must wear socks. You must wear stockings and all that. 
according to Shafi's, Maliki's, Hanbali's, is wajib and compulsory at all times, whenever you're reading Salat, whenever you leave your home, even South Africa, Europe, America, India, Pakistan, is compulsory upon you to wear the stockings or socks and so forth. Hanafi say is not compulsory, but mustahab and desirable, but in the state of Ihram, we will tell you, you should wear it. Imagine you right there in Makkah, you Hanafi lady, and your feet are open, and now you touching some strange men. Some strange men are knocking your toes or knocking your heels and so forth. You're right there by the Baytullah, Kaaba Musharrafah, and Quran Kareem states, Surah 25. So verse number, Surah number 22, Surah Hajj, Surah 22, verse 25. Whosoever just makes irada, intention of deviation and zulam and oppression, then we unleash a painful, terrible, horrible punishment for them. So we need to know that that is your serious, serious violation. So it's in your interest, my daughter, my sister, my mother, that make sure you wear your stockings and your socks or whatever you wear normally and in that way you perform your umrah, your tawaf and so forth. Is it permissible to vape? Totally haram. You must remember this, vaping, smoking, all this. You see certain masail and laws and issues, they become, they evolve as time passes. Today I just told you about the planes and the hypocrisy. They will tell you that no smoking, but they will allow alcohol and that because the governments themselves, everywhere, Muslim governments, Arab governments, non-Muslim governments, whole lot corrupt, you must remember, to the core. Their religion is how much money we can make, minimum amount of time, maximum amount of money, and we can fill our pockets, and we can fill the pockets of our families and our friends and our comrades and and our crooks and so forth and so on. That's the aim. Therefore, they fight so much for elections and to come into power and so forth. The Islamic system is that you will worry about the people and the masses, not about yourself and self-enrichment and your family's self-enrichment. That is the biggest difference. You will have people of taqwa and piety and people who are really accountable. Anybody can come and ask you that how come you got a new car, you got a new dust, you got a new that. You're supposed to be the Amirul Mu'minin. When majority of the people can't even afford cars, you got a new Rolls Royce and new Mercedes. New so that is the Islamic system. We should understand that properly. So nevertheless, so in a case like this, you're vaping and all, they're not permissible. Why? Because, number one, the harm it causes, causes to yourself, your lungs, your body. The harm it causes to other people. The harm it causes to the environment. People are smoking 20, 40, 60, 100 cigarettes a day. So is that not what Quran says, chapter 17, verse 27? People who squandered their wealth, they have become the brothers of Satan, Shaitan, and Luther, Lucifer, not permissible. And to buy cigarettes, sell cigarettes, to have an industry of cigarettes, whatever it is, tobacco, not permissible in Islam. The income definitely is tainted and polluted. Where should I don my ihram if I land in Jeddah? 
Remember, you can't fasten ihram in Jeddah, my brother. This is the fatwa of Sheikh Abdul Aziz bin Abdullah bin Baz, rahimahullah. I met him several times with the help and mercy of Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala. We met him in Mecca. We met him in his house and so forth. He was blind. He was a very great scholar. We don't agree with all his fatwas, but he was a great person. If you read his biography, you will cry some places, you know, that he was not corrupted by the state and so forth because he was blind, you know. And he had husnu zwan. He used to always think good of these people there. Anyway, so you must remember his fatwa is what we teach and we educate the people. It's not permissible to fasten ihram in Jeddah. Sawa'an bil barri or bil bahri or bil jaw. Irrespective whether you come by plane, whether you come by ship, whether you come by road, and that is our fatwa. Today the pilot is telling you they pass in the miqat. So what more dalil? you want and what bigger evidence you want so let's say worst case scenario you landed in Jeddah and now you want to fasten ihram so go towards Medina Munawwara not if you're going to Medina then there's no question of ihram obviously so my nephew and them left last week mashallah so they went from yes yeah, so the airlines landed in Jeddah from Jeddah they took the train and then Medina Munawwara alhamdulillah there's no problem but your intention is to go to Makkah first so you tie your ihram everything there in Jeddah or you can tie it there at the Miqat so you tell the taxi guy he must take you from Jeddah to Juhfa where he must take you? to Juhfa so there in Juhfa they have wonderful facilities and so forth so there you can take a shower you can go relieve yourself take shower everything and then you tie your towels and what have you you read your two rakat salat and then you make intention of Umrah and come then no problem it is but you must go back to Juhfa like you brothers sisters who go from Makkah to Ta'if when you come from Ta'if back to Makkah according to Hanafis you must come in the state of Ihram you must go there inshallah to where to sail sail seen Yalam that's the Miqat they wonderful I fasten Ihram there and so forth there's a Muslim magazine out you know it's called a Muslim woman and they're running for about 20 years or more Allah reward our sisters mashallah wonderful articles they have there the last one we had was today when I went to the bakery so I told those people look at your magazine nothing is facing the people people can't make out what magazine it is they said no it's facing the right I said look this side and look the other side both sides the back cover is facing not the front they say oh 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 sorry so then I opened for them. I see you see this article, this Q&A there, all about nikah and marriage and so forth. And then I told them that, see, this article here about uh, Mauritius and so forth, that you must read all this here. So they looked at me. I said, yeah, it's my article with Allah's help. So inshallah, this, now this was January. So then for February, inshallah, we will write something about Ta'if. Inshallah, inshallah, Aziz. So now the important cities. So when you go to Ta'if and so forth, then Abdullah ibn Abbas Masjid is there. Masjid Adas is there. So remember when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went the first time and Adas radiallahu gave water and grapes to the Master, salam, and then the battle took place there in the ending, the latter portion of Nabi salam's life. So they are important places to visit but when you come back then you must wear ihram as well especially according to the Hanafi school so these are basic things we all should remember inshallah
Does one have to pay zakah on rent received monthly? Remember, if you pay it monthly, very good, because it means you will be paying extra, so that's always good as far as the card goes, because what happens in a case like that is that people normally underpay or they didn't pay correctly in the previous years, so that will contra with that, inshallah. Allah Ta'ala's mercy is always there, and if we overpay, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen. But the actual fatwa is this, on your income, so there will be zakat, but after your expenses. So let's say you are collecting zakat, you are collecting rental 100,000, right? But the expenses are 50,000, so you won't give 2.5% on the 100,000, you will pay the zakat on the 50,000 after your expenses. So therefore, if you are paying it monthly, so the zakat is very good and we will encourage that. Can one do sajda to shukr at any time and without wudu? We, the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, follow Quran Sharif. We follow Sunnah Mubarakah. We follow the Sahaba radiallahu anhum and we follow the Allah. and likewise you must remember that we follow the four schools of thought, the Shafi'iyah, Malikiyah, Hanabila and the Hanafi scholars. That is Al-Sunnah wal Jama'ah, especially in this day and this age. The first hadith you will find, in the right in the starting you will find this hadith in Tirmidhi, La tuqbalu salatun bighayri tuhurin. Now you, Maulana, you're very good in Arabic. You studied in the Darul Newcastle. You studied in Nadwa, mashallah. So you know the law. And what is the law? An-nakiratu fi siyaqin nafi tadullu ala al-umum. When you have a common noun, and that common noun is preceded by a negation, then the meaning will be a general connotation. So what does this mean? La tukbalu salatun. So no portion of salat is valid without the hurun. You must be in the state of cleanliness. There must be no hadas, no hadas akbar, no hadas asgar. You're not in need of a compulsory bath. You're not in need of a compulsory huzu. Now these Salafi characters, they will tell a person you score the goal with your short pants and your jockey and whatever else. You can just make sajda shukar and make face any direction. That the guy hit a century on the pitch, he can just make a sajda. We reject all that totally wrong. That is one day. I give you my own story. Right by the Baytullah, the Kaaba Musharrafa, that one guy there, you must remember, somebody brought some good news to him. So maybe, you know, I don't know, his son's wife gave birth or his, uh, his own wife gave birth or whatever it was. I was quite a distance away, but I'm looking at him. So instead of making sasda towards the Baytullah, he made sasda and he's facing the palace, you know, so his back and posterior is facing the Kaaba. So I shouted from there, Sheikh, Kibla Hunak, Mafi Hunak, Hada Huwal Bait, you understand? The Qasr of Sheikh, of the king. This is Baytullah. He said, La La Ya Jews Hakada. So he said, Now you see, these are the Salafi characters. Idiots and Jahil Murakab, you must remember that. They are the fools, you must remember, who will tell you that 20 rakats Tarawi is not 20, but is 8. They will tell you 3 talaks is not 3, but is 1, and so forth. I think they're following Trinity here. So you must remember 
remember that all crazy crazy they'll tell you you can't read Quran Sharif for the deceased and so forth all these issues I highlighted now there's consensus of the four schools the Shafi is Maliki Hanafi Zambalis Tarawi 20 rakats three talaks is three to read uh, Kirat Lil Amwat to make Kira'ah for the deceased and read Quran totally permissible but they say not permissible so remember this hadith will teach you when you perform Sajdai Shukr then the same laws will apply that are applicable to Salat as well you must face Qibla you must be in the state of Wudu your attire clothing must be proper you can't just be in your funny funny clothing there short pants and whatever and just face any direction no Wudu nothing you're making a mockery of Islam you must remember but Jahalat and ignorance is rife and rampant in this day and this age we complain to all the plight of the ummah I am already in Makkah and I want to do my umrah which is the closest miqat my brother my sister the first issue you should know is this when you came from South Africa America Europe Australia New Zealand whichever country India Pakistan and then you already performed an umrah now you want to make a second umrah third umrah people say they want to make a umrah for their parents or their family so remember even in your first umrah you could have made the intention for your parents and everybody else so when you go now for umrah you say ya allah i'm making intention for all the people who passed away with iman in islam from the time of nabi adam salam, for all the people who have iman in islam who are alive all the people yet to come till the day of justice I'm making Umrah for them. How many times we made Umrah like that? We performed Hajj like that. We made Tawaf like that. So whenever I used to meet my family, friends, I told them I perform Umrah for you, Tawaf for you, Hajj for you. So my nephews and nieces, they say, why are you shooting them like that? So I say, but for real, I did it. So I explain all this to them. But this is in your nafil, your voluntary, not in your furs, remember that. So for your furs, your compulsory, that is for yourself. But your voluntary Hajj, your voluntary Umrah, all that you do it, remember, it's no problem, okay? So that's the first issue. Where you are in Makkah now, you want to go for Umrah, where should you go? I give you three options. Another masla before I explain this one. Remember, Kasratul Tawaf is better than Kasratul Umrah. To perform more Tawaf is better than performing more Umrah. You should remember that also. Why? The hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif, Man bil bayt, whosoever performed tawaf around the baytullah, khamsina marra, fifty, five zero times, kharaja min dhunubihi kayomin waladatu ummuhu, then he comes out from his vices and his sons, so pure and so careless, like the day his biological mother gave birth to him. So we should remember that, and that is what we should try and do. Once we were, we were small, small khadims there, you know, we could we used to feel so overawed and overwhelmed. You know, Hazrat Allama Yusuf bin Nuri, we performed Umrah with Team 74, Hajj with Team 75. Hada min But when he spoke and that, we used to shake, you know. So I'm telling you, the man had so much rob and awe. 
Therefore, when he passed away in 1977, Qarit Yibsab said, Jamal Bita, Jalal Bita, Kamal Bita. And for real, we saw all these great, great giants. Hazrat Qarit Yibsab and Hazrat Allama Binuri and Hazrat Mufti Shafisa, both Mufti Mahmoud, Mufti Mahmoud Gangohi, Bari Jain, South Africa, Rahimahullah. Hazrat Mufti Mahmoud Sahib of Pakistan, he completed our Bukhari Sharif. Like that, giants we saw, you must remember that. So in that way there. So Hazrat Allama bin Nuri, Rahimahullah, used to say, we were sitting there and he said it. He said, Jawani ka alam ta hum battis, tentis, martaba, yomiya, tawaf karte te. In the young yeah, days, I was so young, we used to come and perform tawaf 32, 33 times per day. Imagine that. So you must now be there. You are in Makkah. You want to perform an Umrah. So where must you go to? You go to Tan'im, Masjid Aisha, where Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha with the brother Abdurrahman to perform the Umrah on the night of the 14th of Zul Hijjah, the 10th year of the Hijrah. He, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa perform an Umrah from Jirana. So that's 30 kilos away. If you're going there, then tell the taxi Zahab Iyab. He must take you there and bring you back, you know, round trip. Don't, because there are no taxis and all that. So tell him going and coming. So in that way, he must wait there. So that is second place you go. Third place you go to Hudaybiyah. Hudaybiyah's name nowadays is Shumaysiyah. So Alhamdulillah, we made Umrah from all these places there. So we never knew one day we'll be on the radio and teach the people all this. So easiest for you, oh brother, sister, because South Africans always looking for shortcuts. They just know Dawood Mota. You know Dawood Mota. There's a big shop there in Makkah, Medina, in Mina, in Shisha. So they call it Bin Dawood. We changed the name to Dawood Mota. So you must remember Dawood Mota and that they know. So besides Dawood Mota, you must learn these other things also. So go to Masjid Aisha and you read two rakat salat there, make your intention, and then you perform Umrah, inshallah. That will be easy for you. Does your father-in-law remain your mahram? after you are divorced from his son. All... Almighty Allah Jalla mentions it both places. So I am married. I have a mother-in-law. Mother-in-law passed away 2001. Allah granted Jannatul Firdausil. Allah father-in-law passed away 91. Great, great people, pious people. Allah grant our parents, in-laws, all of them Jannatul Firdausil. Allah, we make dua for them daily. So let me break it down for you to make it interesting. Go study Surah 4, verse 23. And your wife's mother. So the son-in-law will always be the mahram, remember, for the mother-in-law. The wife died, you see, before the mother-in-law. So remember that you, the son-in-law, you will still remain the mahram for your mother-in-law. You, the son-in-law, ABC, you divorce your wife, Allah forbid. So remember that you and your ex-wife, you all are strangers with one another. You got nothing to do with one another. It that everything finish. And now, but you and your mother-in-law, you are still mahram to her forever. Quran says so, Surah 4, verse 23. 
So, but it don't mean that you go there and get busy, hanky-panky business, all that is haram, obviously. So, traveling also, you and your mother-in-law is permissible, provided there's no hidden agenda and hanky-panky business. I took my mother-in-law, my wife for Hajj, with Allah's help and so forth. So, and she was blind, you know, with Allah. But Alhamdulillah, Allah's help comes everywhere. And you must remember, now we switch it the other way around. Surah 24, Surah Nur, chapter 24. Siddiqatu bintu Siddiq, Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, and an honorable father Siddiq Akbar, Sayyidah Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anha, though he, uh, Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, used to say, Allimu nisa'akum surat nur teach your female surah Nur, chapter 24, 64 verses. Surah 24, verse 31. So, O Aba'i so your father is your mahram or the father of your husband so what we call your father-in-law so he will remain your mahram forever so you must remember that so whether divorce takes place or what or what so you will still be you must remember mahram forever mahram means that forever you can't marry the person now you can't marry him anytime in future mahram is always a male you must remember one time one baji got mixed up with all this marhum means disease Mahram means the person you can't marry. So he's telling me, <laughs> Astaghfirullah. So sometimes these people are simple. He say, no, this person here is this lady's marhum. So I just smiled. I understood he means mahram, but Bichara is a naive, simple guy. So instead of saying mahram, he said marhum, you see. So the translation will be, this is the deceased guy for this lady here. So this type of thing. But he meant to say mahram. So mahram means that forever, all times, all places. Inshallah, we will take a break now and then continue with the next segment after the break. Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. 